you are listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops with Vlad the Impeller and Silicon Steve Valley. And now, here is Silicon Steve Valley and Vlad the Impeller. High Spots and Cheap Pops. Uh, I'm feeling it now. AEW Dynamite, of course, on February 24th. Vlad the Impaler, you were able to catch up. We're looking good. What did you think about AEW Dynamite this week? Uh, very good episode, uh, for sure. Um, Moxley, great, definitely great promo. Um, yeah, it was one of his uh, best he's ever had. Yeah, and, and it's like he just lights it out. Uh, you know, everybody's well aware of the fact that he and uh, Renee are about to have uh, a child. So, you know, if you sort of include that in your thoughts about the promo, you have a scenario there where it's like he just lays it out and you can see that he's going to go and give you that match like Americans have never really seen before with two huge names like that. I mean, like, you know, like, honestly, from my experience seeing like matches, like, uh, when you, especially death matches, uh, one, I'm not a major fan of them, but when I have seen them, it's usually like a Terry Funk cactus Jack situation. And, uh, you know, I get it. Those guys were cut from that sort of same stone and they're going to go at it. But here you have a scenario where you have Kenny Omega, who's, you know, right now to me, the best wrestler on the planet and going against John Moxley, uh, um, who was so well known from WWE to most people. And he's going to go turn the corner and do stuff like say a cactus Jack did like a Terry Funk did. And, uh, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. And I, I have a feeling something, something major is going to happen there where he's going to be out of commission for a while, uh, as part of the storyline. And uh, uh, I'm totally expecting Omega to win, but that that promo that he cut was just cut beautifully. It was a great job. Um, he had a chance to go and uh, you know take out the uh, younger uh, Ziggler brother, if you will. Yeah. And uh, quite the Hollywood hunk, by the way. And um, yeah, so um, after that match, he, he just cut a great promo. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. And then beyond. That after we go further with uh, AEW, what stood out to me was the uh, <clears throat> the young Bucks uh, father, Papa Buck, getting uh, his ass kicked by MJF and Chris Jericho, and uh, got bloodied up pretty nicely. Where they went and uh, sullied the back of an AEW truck that had uh, Nick and Matt Matt Jackson's pictures on the back of it, and um, well, with it, with their you're wiping the, their own blood on their on their picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta love it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was good imagery. And and I, you know what? Honestly, I, I did chuckle when Jericho and uh, MJF uh, both hit the young buck pose right before it. <laughs> so that was great. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's been golden, heavily, man. Yeah, have, uh, like that. Like is just very entertaining to me. That that whole feud. And you know what? I picked up on this. I didn't even get a chance to ask it, but when they did the yeah. Uh, the graphics for that match for Revolution. Did you did you pick up as to who they said would be on that be at that match between the Young Bucks and MJF and um, 
uh, what you call it, Chris Jericho. And now who? And, and maybe it's nothing, but all it said was, it wasn't like MJF, Chris Jericho in the inner circle. All it said was Wardlow. Yeah, I think there might be a thing so, with champion. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. That might be the specific, maybe championship matches or certain pay-per-view matches. You only allowed one person there. I don't know. But AEW yeah. will probably explain that maybe. via <clears throat> Excalibur. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's just something I picked up on. I'm like, okay, why wouldn't the rest of the inner circle be on? Which kind of goes back to what we said last week, where this is probably a scenario where <clears throat> Jericho probably is going to do the job in it. Mm. And they're going to blame Jericho for losing. And then I could see MJF and Wardlow kicking the crap out of him before yep. the inner circle gets out there. And then from there, I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, I'm assuming Jericho is going to be out, if I had to guess. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. That's like, yeah. that's exactly you hit the nail right in the right in the balls. I'll tell you that much. Not even no nails had balls. It's balls. Yeah. Balls. Those nails had balls. <laughs> so um, you know, what my so daughter yeah, said to me today. Wait, you know, wait, we know my daughter. Said? She basically questions like, "Daddy, how come people say if you have balls, you're tough? Because balls are really sensitive." And I'm like, yeah, there's a famous quote from Betty White about if you're a pussy, you're a wimp, even though they can take a pounding. I think she was the word. And luckily, my daughter didn't know that part. But, you know, she's growing up. I mean, from the mouth of babes, man. I mean, that's a great point to bring up. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it just uh, that that was uh, intriguing to me. One of the disappointing things of the show to me was the Nyla Rose going over Britt Baker. Oh, can um, we get into that, please? You know what? And I've never been a fan of Nile Rose. We've uh, we've discussed this previously. I'm just going to let you go and run with it. And as a matter of fact, let me before I go and, and do this with you, I'll even say this: I have not been a fan of Britt Baker to begin with, but she's evolving into something good, and I think there is potential there. And, um. She's definitely getting better. So I was shocked at the results of this match. So I will go and just take a moment and allow you to go and do whatever the hell you want to do right now and discuss this match. But I was shocked at that. I was very, very, very disappointed. And um, shocked would be, I wouldn't, yeah, I was shocked. I was watching it intently, like, okay, cool. My girl's going to go over. I find, because I've been a fan of Britt Baker from the beginning. And she does have potential. Everyone knows about that. I mean, she was the, she's really been the de facto, facto face of this division, despite the fact she's never been the champion. She's the first woman signed, and she was one of the four women that was at all in, was at the first all in. She was one of the four that competed. So all that being said, I uh, it was her time. She's gotten over. She's doing some really entertaining and funny stuff with Rebel. And it's she's entertaining when she's on TV. It's it's good to watch. It's always a good match, and she's entertaining. And she will make, bring respect a lot more respectability to this division. Nyla Rose is the same old, same old. If I didn't know any better, I'd think fucking Vince McMahon was booking this women's division. Look how big she is. Yeah, she's big as mine. <laughs> That'll have to be edited, but it was hilarious. 
Okay. Yeah, it was, you know, it's like I, I got to watch my reaction sometimes because I'm like, is he going to keep that in and am I going to lose my job? But basically, uh, basically, uh, that is funny, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. And then what? You have Nyla Rose going to look at uh, that. I'm leaving that in so you can't get fired. I'm going to be like the innocent guy. <laughs> and where was Vicky, by the way? I thought she was her manager. Still is, I think. They're doing a uh, skit on being the elite. Oh, uh, okay. But obviously, that's why I know that because I'm being the yeah, elite. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but, but so I'm, I'm rooting really for, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Thunder Rosa. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Baker Thunder Rosa. It's going to be Thunder Rosa. In fact, I would I would say Thunder Rosa lost the NWA title, so she could be the AEW Women's Champion. So okay, I'm okay with that. I think she's a talented wrestler for sure, man. She's a good talent for sure. For some reason, I thought that the winner of the Nyla Rose Baker match went to the finals, but. I was wrong. Oh. So then, is that for the so? The, so then, is that the, the title match? Then that would be right. No, a Japanese wrestler I never heard of is in the other one. So if gotcha. certain, okay. if she did, if she did not get beat, we're speaking about Devil Rosa, the winner of Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa, the, the, the Thunder Rosa versus Nyla. All right, now I got another revolution booking. We bring Hulk Hogan in, and we do Thunder Lips versus Thunder Rosa. Hogan has to be a Chinese f- finger cuff for private party. Do the garrison mobile with private party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a WrestleMania moment in Revolution, so Tony Khan, book it. <laughs> if you guys didn't hear our last episode... We, we, we picked the WrestleMania moment and Hulk Hogan, we, we have it booked. We already have it. In the, Bruce Pitcher has already emailed me and gave me a cease and desist about coming, about even talking about it after this just now. And we're going to have Hulk Hogan backing Elias and Jackson facing Ron Simmons's New Day. And if New Day beats Elias and Jackson, then Hulk Hogan has to kiss Ron Simmons on the ass and vice versa. So that's what we're doing with that. But back to AEW. I think that's a great idea. I still think it's a great idea. It is. I mean, it's cold. <laughs> it is. It is everything it needs to be. So... I'd like to talk about let's get into the inner circle again because we're kind of we're kind of jumping all over there and bringing into the inner circle it is some great shit that they're doing it really really is oh definitely and they are making this really personal what they did with the Bucks parents that just upped up the ante for this tag team title match. Yeah, oh, definitely. All the inner workings with the inner circle, hundred percent agreements with you. Wardlow, you like we said, we hit the nail on the head, but they're doing some great stuff. And Chris Jericho continues to be everything he needs to be. He's getting all these guys over right now in a very major storyline, and they're all talented too. So it, yeah. and I, I'm actually excited for the inner circle, particularly for Proud and Powerful to be a premier tag team in that division because they certainly deserve it. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I 
personally, I don't think it's going to happen until the inner circle breaks up, though, which is going to be interesting. And, uh, you know, you and I sort of went back and forth a little bit on the text, uh, but I, I think that's going to involve Selena Vega. I, I, well, I think they're going to stay in the inner circle. And if she comes in, that'd be great. Why do you put them together, though? I believe they have a history together, no, at uh, TNA. Oh, do they? I don't know. I don't watch TNA. Uh, no, no, I, I had to double check that, but I thought she might have been involved, if not a manager there. Oh, I thought she was. Oh, okay, well, she's really. I, I love her. I can't wait to see her. Uh, yeah, and Tony Khan's already like making sort of notions about her, saying, "Oh, I, he's like actually bringing her. You know, he's like answering questions about her. About you know, I thought she had a non-compete, but always sort of being coy about it. And it's like, <laughs> oh, they're totally going to bring her there." Oh, absolutely. Tony Khan's going to bring whoever the hell he wants, and which goes right into, and this is, let me give you my impression of myself after WrestleMania this past year. Mm-hmm. Fucking big show. Why the hell are they having him come out, dude? He really needs, what's he, a heel now? What the fuck? God damn it. And uh, I don't like him. Bye. Then my daughter loves his show, so we binge watched it one weekend. So I okay. started like, so I started liking him again. And now the big show is no more. The big show shows canceled because Paul White. The last time he was referred to as Paul White by a wrestling company that he was was WWE before he was called the Big Show. That's Paul White, and that was he was a big splash. He was after Jericho and probably bigger than Jericho at the time. The biggest, the biggest get for WWE after that slurry of guys went over in the mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he, um, he, he, yeah, was, I, I was, yeah, I was coming out of my uh, uh, perhaps my concussion at the emergency room. I got your text message about it, and I was like, "What?" And I had to go like look out online. I'm like, "Wow, they signed they signed Paul White." And uh, and you made a great point. They're definitely going to go steer this towards the whole Shaquille O'Neal thing, and uh, he's he's definitely going to be involved in that aspect of uh, their booking there. But uh, it's interesting because it's like, and you know, like to me as being a wrestling fan, um, back during the uh, Monday Night Wars, I was watching both and sort of going back and forth. I mean, this is pre-DVR and all that. You'd actually have to tape stuff, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, for a time there, like, I, I was big into Nitro and because of the NWO. And, of course, it was a big part of the NWO, none other than Paul White, the big show, the giant, whatever you want to call him. And it's like, there he is back on TNT. And it's like him, he's there. Sting's there. I see Arn Anderson there. And it's just like, it's it's a bit nostalgic for me, you know, and it's, it's cool. Even Shivani. Shivani, like, is so, such a, like, a good character at this point. My daughter, who's 12 years old, was watching AEW with me the other night. And I forget who sort of, um, you know what it was? Uh, Shivani was doing the Miro promo with uh, Kip Saban and uh, Penelope Ford. And uh, at the end there, uh, Miro went and spit like the paper at him. And my daughter just felt so bad for him because he go, he's always getting like beat up on either by Britt Baker or whoever he's interviewing. And it's just like he does such a good job of being that sort of guy. But then yeah. he's got a little bit of feist to him. So. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, it's just it's 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 interesting sort of seeing this, you know, evolve where you're having these old guys, older guys from WCW sort of return home. And and truth be told, if Vince and Creative were doing something different, you wouldn't necessarily necessarily see these people flocking towards Tony Khan all the time. I'm sure Vince has pretty deep pockets as well, right? But from what I read online was that. Uh, evidently, uh, Big Show was not necessarily too pleased with the Randy Orton, um, the way he was booked against Randy Orton most recently with that whole Legends thing. So he took some things personally there, and he was like, all right, I'm out. Well, I think what happened was the Big Show came back in the best shape of his life to be a contributor. Yep. You remember how jacked he was a couple of years back? Yes, yes. And then he came back fat as fuck like a year later. But uh, but for a time there, he was jacked, busted his ass, did everything that he thought he needed to do to become a viable contributor to the show. And they and he got the same exact brass ring speech. And then he got put, okay, we'll offer you 11. Here, we're, we're switching over to a Legends contract. Mm-hmm. And by the way, they don't sign you to a new contract. No, it's a Legends contract now. Turn it over. Yeah, so which you is, got, so you got people like I'm Mickey sure. James. You got people like Mickey yeah, James. And yeah, Big Show. They're, uh, uh, yeah. All of them. They're all put out to pasture as given a legends contract. And half of them are in fucking legends. Yeah, whatever. But we, we had a whole episode about that. Please do, do yourselves a favor and go back and listen to our brilliant deduction of how great the legends night was. The, the big Goldberg promo disaster. <laughs> Guy, everything he touches turns to dog shit. Yeah. Um, sure. get, oh, I'm getting salty. I better drink. Oh, wait, we're talking about AEW, right? Cool. That's cool. Yeah, see, no saltiness from the silicon one. Thank God. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then be, uh, let's think what else uh, was going on there as far as like AEW. Um, oh, there's a lot, man. You got, that yeah. I love the spot. Sting. Your boy great. Hook, who you have killed on this show, you've destroyed on this show. <laughs> Your boy Hook was brought out in a damn body bag by the icon Sting himself. I popped for that. I thought that was great. You're really yeah. finally, because I was kind of bit, I started being a little negative about Sting. He always comes out. It's the same thing over and over. Now he's taking power bombs. Yeah. Darby Allen's getting drunk, driven across a parking lot. Taz's kid is being brought out in a body bag by Sting. Gasping for air. Gasping for air. And it is ours because don't forget, Hook was the guy who turned the tide last week, the week before. He was, he was. He deserved that sort of treatment and good for Hook for being involved. But uh, I, lo- I love what they're doing with that. I yeah, do believe Sting and Darby do go over in this situation. And I think there oh, will yeah. be some kind of dissension eventually with Brian Cage and Taz. Not yet. And it might be this, but because Brian Cage is a star and the guy can cut a promo too. He's a star. He's ready <laughs> so- to go. And Wait, let me let me confirm this. Brian Cage and who's the other tag team partners? Uh, I forget the guy's name. We have Ricky, Ricky. Starks. He's gonna job. He'll probably job because he's he's also, or, well, we'll talk about it then. And actually, we'll talk about it next week. It's the first time AEW's doing a Sunday night uh, pay per view, so I'm excited about that. Even though I like the Saturday night pay per view, I really do because I'm old enough where I'm like. 
You know, I like Saturday yeah. nights. A, a Saturday night in a, a big time Saturday night would be a pay per view. Their pay per views have yes. been a Saturday night for me. Um, right. At this point in time in my life. But I love what they're doing, Sting. And we, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Kenny Omega and Don Callis building the exploding barbed wire death match. And what's the other thing that's in there? I think it's just that, right? Exploding barbed wire. Yeah, exploding barbed wire death match, yeah. And I initially was like, what the hell is that? Not even a thing. And I, yeah, as we talked about it, it, it actually is a thing. Totally. It is a famous match. And I'm telling you right now, if you go back and watch what they did in that lights out match a couple years ago. Yep. This again, this is stuff that these guys have been thinking about. They are trying mm. to build Moxley Omega as the Austin versus whomever. Yeah. Um, versus McMahon, I guess you'd say. Which is sad that you say that. Well, no, it is because you have – it really is the perfect storm. Like we said before, I, I've made this comparison before. It's like Steve Austin was in the same company as the NWO. It really is like that. You're getting yeah, that AEW. Yeah. You're getting a lot of comparisons from Moxley and, and Austin and the NWO and, and the Bullet Club, and it's the perfect storm yeah. that they're there all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I love the fact that it's Omega versus Moxley, which is like two great wrestlers going at it. And then when you brought up Austin, I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to go with this. And then we got to bring up McMahon's name. And that's like the one problem that, as far as the Monday Night Wars, I get it was like great to see the the worker, if you will, going against his boss and like every obstacle that the boss was putting out there but it's almost like the rock versus stone cold the entire time or you know like omega yeah. versus moxley this to me is an advantage for AEW when we're looking at the comparisons but yeah it's just a minor thing it's just my gut reaction when i hear stone cold and i was waiting to hear the name and it's like ah, it's mcmahon and just like ah, a little bit of a letdown yeah but but go on i'm sorry i didn't mean to distract you no i i was i I'm just super excited what these two guys are going to do. I mean, you have the reigning wrestler of the year. And then you have a guy who will probably be the wrestler of the year this year. He's going to be on the top of every AEW card, every major AEW card. And I would dare to say he's going to have this championship for the entire 2021. I really think, I think this, I think this yeah. run goes into 2022. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked, man. I think it's probably correct. And um, let me ask you this. If you're booking this match, do you think there's something major that's going to happen that takes out Moxley? Besides the actual match itself, is it Bullet Club related to somebody else? Do the Young Bucks come out and maim John Moxley with them? Or is it somebody else? Is it Kenta? Is it something beyond something that we haven't seen yet perhaps i don't know yet that, yeah, that, that's either. where i'm saying that they have us guessing the way wcw had us guessing with who's going to join the nwo before yeah. it got really horrible before vincent yeah. became a member of the nwo yeah we got vincent here <laughs> is it just smacking vince's face so that was great <laughs> call him vincent <laughs> fuck it <laughs> you know it's a rib on vince you know it yeah, is totally. totally. That was uh, that was Hogan's idea. 
Oh, that's great. They must have had so much fun doing that shit. <laughs> Anyways, because you know they all had issues with Vince McMahon at one point in time in their lives, and they loved sticking it to him. They loved yeah. it. Yeah, they definitely did. They love sticking it to him. They love taking his money. <laughs> so, but I really love what they're doing with, with Omega. But I would like to talk about the Moxley promo a little bit. Absolutely. The Moxley promo to me definitively foreshadows that he's going to be out for a while. It, it just happens to coincide with his wife's pregnancy, with his wife uh, giving birth to their child. So, yes, I yes. think he's out, probably makes his return. It would be appropriate. He makes his return at double or nothing because that would be exactly when he made his first appearance. And right now it is still scheduled for Las Vegas, which is a pretty – yeah, it's, it's a town where it, the restrictions aren't so tough with COVID. So they can theoretically have it in the MGM Grand. Ticketmaster just said a bunch of things recently. They, the European Ticketmaster just closed down because they announced a bunch of different. They released a bunch of different tickets for live concerts that are coming back. So it is a very real possibility that Double or Nothing is still happening in Las Vegas. So I think at that point in time, provided everything goes well. I think you're probably going to have Moxley out for three months. He'll come back and he'll come back for double or nothing. That's my opinion. That's what I think will happen now. But something big is going to happen. They are going to do something for Mo- to Moxley that is going to be so ridiculous that he, first of all, to have him get pinned again, it'll ha- it'll have to be something extraordinary again. And it would get, and it's going to have to get more heat on, on Omega. They know what they're doing, man. I'm just, this is a situation where uh, you can, we can guess, but it's fun to guess because you really don't know. Opposed to, yeah, well, whoever wins, Roman's going to beat him right away. You know, it's, it's a different thing, you know? Yeah, totally. And that's what's cool about it. Yeah. It, it, what I look at it is like, uh, you know, you, you're way more well-versed as far as uh, New Japan than I am, but then I've, I've sort of been following certain guys and trying to figure it out. And I'm not sure if anybody's going to be coming from there. Just I, I'm sort of wondering, is this like a Young Buck situation where it's like a definitive, like, hey, we're with Kenny now. We're heels. It's it's obvious. Um, but then again, I'm not sure how that's going to pan out because they're still playing them as the face, if you will, versus – say the inner circle. So uh, I mean honestly I'm expecting them to go over MJF and and Darko. Oh, yeah. Um, so so okay, you know, if they just went and their dad was just bludgeoned basically and, and all that, they have that sort of sympathy and I don't know how they make the leap to go and help Kenny out. But okay, the good brothers will be there obviously, right? With your favorite. And then uh, beyond having your favorite there Don Callis, by the way, is my favorite. So fuck off. Oh no, I thought it was I thought it was Doc Doc Gallows. Please, I thought you ordered your Doc Gallows shirt. (laughs) No, okay, I might be wrong. I mean, he's on BTE too, right? He is. So he is. Oh wait, did I tell you? Wait a minute, did I tell you why they? (laughs) I think I might. I don't know. It was this past week. Yes. Did I tell you why they were ran, running late to save the Bucks from the week before? 
Oh, because they stopped to masturbate. That's what it was. Hilarity. Hilarious. Do you get it? Because they jerked off. They stopped to jerk off. They did. They did. Both of I them. Mean, I know you expect that from Gallus, but you thought Anderson, he would be able to hold his yeah. shit a little bit better. But he, I guess he said, hey, might as well if he's going to wait anyway. And I actually yeah. applaud that spirit, if I can be completely honest with you. It is, man. I, I mean. I would probably save my friends first if I were them, but. Yeah, I mean. It, it, a boner, just, dude? You know how embarrassing it is to go on national television with a little raging Woody? I wish I could be in a creative meeting with Doc Gallows because it would just be like, <laughs> uh, did we use a cock joke yet? Uh, how about a fart joke? Uh, let's go back to cock joke. Okay. This is great. But but Silicon Steve Valley laughing and just working on his imitation currently about it. It's great. I am not so, working. Um, oh, uh, but my Howard Finkel is just a Doc Gallows impersonation of Howard Finkel. Just me doing Doc Gallows doing Howard Finkel. So, <laughs> so there's uh, that. Like everyone did Dana Carvey's J- George Bush back in the day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just the voice that you use for him and it's like a Doc Gallows impersonation. My God. Um, but yes, yeah, so I guess they were late to the ring because they were masturbating, and that was you know hilarity ensued. But yet, while that happened, um, the Bucks got their asses kicked for a little bit. Well, whatever. They're just building this yeah. kind of weird vibe. I don't think the Bucks turn yet. I really don't. But why even? Like, I don't understand. Like, you know, they haven't said they're not in the Bullet Club. It's just it's what's confusing me. Well, it's, well that's what they're saying. It's complicated. It's a weird facade. I, I mean, uh, it's complicated. But let's see. I mean, you don't know. I mean, I, you could. I could see what happens here is because what happens when John Moxley leaves? John Moxley's gone for three months. What do you need? Yeah, a face. You need a top baby face. And who is it right now? It's either Archer or Hangman. This is your top singles baby face? Yeah, that can fight for the world title. Yeah, you could obviously. Oh, what about Cody? Cody can't fight for this world championship. So, Cody, it's such a brilliant booking because it keeps him inherently out of kind of Kenny's peripheral for now. Out of the obvious. Yeah. Yep. And it's and it's great. It, it, they've done a brilliant job with that. Now, so who is your baby face to go after Kenny after Moxley goes down? Now, Pac, is Pac coming back? He could certainly work. Yeah, you know what? That, that would. Yeah, that would work because especially um, his promos, and, and he actually has a victory over Omega. Correct me if I'm wrong on, on that, right? You're absolutely 100% a, right. In fact, so, and, and they've made mention of that. So it's going to either be he or Archer. And I, I got a feeling it's going to be Archer, um, which there you would see Omega versus the big man, which, and, and honestly, <laughs> Archer, man, I, one of the things I love watching his matches is when he does that Undertaker move and then he turns it into like, yeah, uh, what would you, how would you describe it? Where he's basically doing a flip and like landing for a pin. He's doing the old school, let's the old school, uh, the one, two, three kid one beat Razor Ramon with the same move. Yes, exactly, man. You're right, right, right. Yeah. And, And just the fact that that guy's size, he's doing that. Um, he could have a great, I mean, listen, you and I could have a great match with Kenny Omega, but that will be awesome to see just Omega versus somebody that size. I'll tell you, Ray Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer threw the fuck 
down, dude. That match. Yeah, was, I, that. I, yeah, I didn't. Was I wasn't surprised. I didn't think there was a shot that Phoenix was going to win that match. No. However, again, they do that, and, he does, and when the good ones do it, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, in yeah. WWE as well. Even though you know in the you know there's no booking reason they're going to win this match, but you think maybe because the match is so good, holy shit. So AEW seems to do that a lot, and I love it. But no. that match was top notch, and a little show of respect afterward. Lance Archer is kind of off and running as the big baby face right now. Yep. So we'll see. But he's involved in that ladder match. So I'm leaning towards Pac will probably be the guy because he's already had some engagement with Kenny Omega when he came mm-hmm. back. He cut a promo on Omega, and he definitely said, yeah. we have some unfinished business. And he does catch a, catch a great promo. <laughs> I love I love listening to him cut a promo. Ah, yeah. Kenny! So much better than what was his superhero or something? What the hell was that Cornea shit? The man that gravity forgot. Yeah, well. <laughs> so did creative, apparently. Anyway. <laughs> so I, I think it's you're gonna see Pack. It makes a lot more sense. Maybe Archer does a situation with maybe you got heel versus or baby face versus baby face with Darby Allen. But we'll see where that goes. I think that it's going to be a really fun path all the way to Double or Nothing. I tell you what, it's to already guess what we're going to be looking at. Uh, FTR, they continue to match, and we're going to we're going to see Hall of Famer and member, and arguably the guy who cuts the best promos of every any member of the Four Horsemen at this current time. Tully Blanchard is making his return at Revolution, and so it's going to be FTR and Tully. Against, I know your personal favorite, Marco Stunt, and the rest of them in Jurassic Express. And good news, Jur- Jurassic Express, great news for Jurassic Express. Luchasaurus did grow his horns back, so we're good. That was I was I was pretty concerned about that for at least a week. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And he wasn't on BTE either, so I was really concerned because he's usually I don't on know there. How every- I skipped that. He's he's yeah. he's usually on every week, and he's not my favorite typically, but he's also pretty funny sometimes. I like him a lot. I really do. He does need some polish uh, in terms to be on the same level as guys like Wardlow and yeah. guys, you know, guys, the other big guys, you know, Brian Cage. He's got some ways to go before he's their level of in terms of in-ring performer, but he's got yeah. a lot of tools that can definitely go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think is going to happen there? FTR would win, get over. Yeah, I think FTR definitely wins, and they're doing such a clever job of keeping FTR away from the Bucks. If you've noticed, yeah, They're doing this. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And yep. which leads into something, and and this is what I kind of wanted to talk about this week, and kind of put a little bit of a bow on the AEW portion of High Spots and Cheap Pops this week. You have been talking about getting the Bullet Club together for years in WWE. You've been talking about a a reincarnation of the Four Horsemen in AEW really since the inception of AEW. So we're going two years. Folks, he was saying it. He's look at his posts on Facebook and his writing and his blogs. This guy's been calling for this for years uh, on both ends. There were 
a couple different interactions between members of FTR and Cody involving the four horsemen. Now, is it just guys, Mid-Atlantic fans, guys who love the Mid-Atlantic wrestling era, just kind of joking around about the four horsemen, or is something deeper there? And are they, if the Bucks do turn heel, and I think it makes more sense if they do against FTR again, mm-hmm. you have FTR Bucks, Bucks are baby face, FTR is the heel, they do the big yeah. double turn. They do the big double yeah. turn. Yeah, that would be great. And that happens, you get the big double turn, and then you can have the four horsemen reincarnated because, well, we got to do something with this bullet club. Exactly. That's when you turn the Bucks heel. That's when you do it, my friend. Not, 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 not this week. No, no, no. That's when you do it. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, and that's the thing where it's like the, the thing that you know, we haven't really mentioned the whole dark order thing with hangman page, but I like you have me mentioned that you think Matt Hardy's going to be the leader of dark order. I, I agree with that from what I saw in this last dynamite personally. Um, I think Adam page ends up with Cody and FTR and that's going to be your four horsemen. And I can see it. And I, yeah. Because- and, 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 and it doesn't get better to me because Adam Page belongs in the Four Horsemen. He's the hangman, goddammit. You know, like the Four Horsemen need a hangman. And then you have, Co- you, know, you have Cody Rhodes and the, the thought of Dusty Rhodes' own son, his pride and joy, holding up those four fingers. I mean, that's just a thing of poetic justice in ways where it's on that same channel. And my God, and to do it with a tag team as FTR and how decorated they were from WWE and just basically totally cut from the same horseman stone as Oli and Arn and Tully. And, and it just, it's just great. It doesn't get better. And then you include Tully and Oli. I mean, I'm going to be ordering my horseman shirt. I know that. Absolutely. And, and just think about this, and I can see how this happens, too, because we talk. I've been talking about it for weeks. Hangman Adam Page is this jilted lover from the elite, and he's kind of flirting with the Dark Order, and now he was kind of trying to be wooed by Matt Hardy. Everyone's trying to, quote-unquote, score with Adam Page, right? Yep. And he's going to get screwed over by the Dark Order. And then you're going to have FTR – and Cody, Tully, and Arn all in the ring. Yep. And then Cody brings up, but I can't fight you, Kenny, for your AEW championship. We need somebody. Hangman, and then they call Hangman out, who, by the way, has a horse. It's very similar. His intro is very, very similar to the old school Four Horsemen one. Very similar. So you're exactly right. You're 100% on that. So he comes out and he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, we need you. And I'll tell you how far back this goes, Vlad. The Impaler, you don't know this because you're not New Japan, son. Back before Kenny won the New Japan World Championship. He was the New Japan U.S. champion. He lost Mm -hmm. to an upstart named Jay White. When Uh When he lost to Jay White. Hangman Adam Page, who was also both a member of Bullet Club at the time when Kenny was yes. the leader yeah. of Bullet Club. 
And Hangman was challenging Jay White, but Kenny stepped in. He's like, no, give him his moment. He won fair and square, what have you. And then there were tensions that ran between Kenny and Hangman. And Cody was always on Team Hangman. Cody got Hangman's back. Yeah. Cody had always had Hangman's back. Yep. So it that's how far back this goes. It really mm-hmm. does. And that, I believe, was 2016, 17. So you're going wow. back four four years now when this all started, yep. if you really want to take it back to that far. But that's, of course, when Cody was the heel and Kenny was the baby face. But that's, and it, it, was a, it was kind of a similar vibe. But this time they have all these different extra pieces. They literally have a reincarnation. And I could see that reincarnation of the four horsemen right there. And you're yes. talking about the four guys. You're one thousand percent right. And Cody yeah. has, and Cody's commented on this several times. He's tweeted about this and been interviewed about this several times. He says, "If it's ever going to happen, it's going to have to be an extraordinary group of people." And they have it. And they do. Boom. Yep. Yeah. And, and you know what? I might be incorrect on this, but when I was watching Dynamite, I actually thought I saw Arnie Anderson's kid in the crowd once again. Well, I'm sure he's they're bringing him along. I, I, I am yeah, with yeah. you on that. They're going to try. I don't know if he's going to be the future member of the Four Horsemen, but we'll see what happens. And yeah. it's going to be, but it, the, the possibilities, it's almost like you get goosebumps yeah. listening to the possibilities of what AEW is doing right now. Oh, it's, yeah, incredible. And, it's incredible. Yeah, and, and again, I, it's gonna, to me, it's going to be Adam Page, Cody, and FTR for sure. But it's interesting that, you know, Arn's son, his own bloodline is in, is in the mix in the background. And, you know, until this guy's up and ready and, and can do something, I mean, Hey, you know what? People get injured. People leave with contract disputes, whatever the case is. I mean, the fact that they might actually be able to go and fill a spot on that faction with Arnie Anderson's own kid, if he's up to snuff, it's a thing of beauty, man. So. Absolutely. So yeah, that's what we've got going on in AEW dynamite. We're going to, Get into this week. This week, I believe, is the big Cody and Red Velvet versus Shaq and Jade. Yep. And that's going to be a spectacle. I don't know what else. I think there's something else that's going to be happening. I guess one of the matches. But I know the whole card. Uh, We will have a little bit of a rundown on that on our Facebook page either video or a nice vlog from the impaler. who was one of those brilliant wrestling minds in on the planet in terms of how he writes. So give him some credit and we will talk to you guys next time here on high spots and she pops. Thank you for Vlad the impaler. This is Silicon Steve Valley. We'll talk to you guys soon.